We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello there, my friends. I have a question. Do you ever feel overwhelmed when you really consider where you are right now in your life compared to where you really want to be? And does this feeling prevent you from taking small action steps in the direction of your dreams? I know for me that has certainly been the case. In the past, the life I wanted for myself felt so impossible, I would just become paralyzed and do nothing. Fortunately, I found some wonderful cheerleaders and teachers that got me motivated, helped me wrap my mind around a plan, and got me heading in the right direction. Today, we're going to be talking to another person who went from stuck, overweight, and addicted to being one of the world's fittest men at the age of 40. We're going to be talking to Rich Roll. He's an extreme endurance athlete and the author of Finding Ultra, Rejecting Middle Age, Becoming the World's one of the world's fittest men, and discovering myself. Rich's book recounts his remarkable journey through heartbreak and alcoholism to the starting line of the elite Ultraman competition, a 320-mile ordeal of swimming, biking, and running. He's an extreme endurance athlete and also conquered five Ironman triathlons in a row. Rich Roll is an entertainment attorney, writer, filmmaker, teacher, and testament to the power of the human spirit and its ability to overcome any obstacle, break down the walls of limitations, and redefine what is possible. Rich has transformed his life on every level and perhaps can give us some insight how we can do it too. So Rich, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I just finished your book and found it so incredibly inspirational. But for our friends that are hanging out with us today, can you give us the story about where you were in your life and where you are now? Yeah, sure. Um, the book uh, is is primarily an inspirational memoir, and it, it kind of chronicles my story. Um <clears throat> and the journey that I've been on, which has been an amazing journey, but, uh, you know, I've had, um, a couple, uh, sort of reckoning moments in my life. The first came with a protracted struggle, uh, with drug and alcohol addiction. Um, 14 years ago, I was lucky enough to get sober, sort of hit my bottom and had a crack in the door and became willing to implement some pretty significant changes in my life in order to kind of turn things around from a pretty desperate condition to being able to kind of return to being a productive member of society and <laughs> repairing my relationships and whatnot. Um, and in the wake of that, you know, I really did get my life back and I, I was able to build a pretty nice life, uh, married, I have four kids. We built a beautiful home together, uh, in many ways, kind of what you would imagine the sort of, uh, projection of the American dream to be, um, a corporate lawyer, I had a good job, a good income, and all the kind of things that I'd spent my whole life working towards, kind of on that habit trail of, you know, get good grades, get into the good college, you know, get into the get into the best law school, get the best law firm job, and all that kind of stuff. I, I despite my um, setbacks with my struggles with addiction, I'd, I'd still been able to kind of persevere and, and achieve all of those things that kind of society tells us. 
uh, are the hallmarks of success and, and the things that are supposed to make us happy. Mm-hmm. And I really had a, you know, on, by the time I was about to turn 40, I really had a um, spiritual and physical crisis over the whole thing. Um, I had, in the, in the wake of kind of repairing my life, I'd lost sight of many things that, that I loved as a child, um, being fit, being athletic, feeling good. Um, I'd been a swimmer in college and, and in high school, a uh, collegiate swimmer. Um, but, you know, when you're sort of climbing the corporate ladder, I let go of all that. When college was over, that was, that chapter was over, and I, you know, really didn't explore any of that anymore and had really lost touch with that. And I'd gained a lot of weight. I'd gained 50 pounds. And more importantly, just felt really uh, lackluster in life, you know, semi-depressed, couch potato, middle-aged guy, you know, eating potato chips, watching too much television and, and kind of thinking, you know, what, what happened? I'm supposed to be, I have all these things that are supposed to be happy that our society has told us, you know, will make you happy or Madison Avenue has told, sold me that, you know, will make me happy. And physically I felt horrible. Um, I was very unhealthy and and emotionally and spiritually, despite being in a, in a healthy marriage and and loving my children and all that good stuff really just felt kind of unmoored and and lost in in my direction in life. Um, and it kind of came to a head in the same way that I hit bottom with my addiction struggles. I hit bottom, uh, physically and emotionally. And it kind of came to a head on on one, one late night after watching too much television and eating too many cheeseburgers on the couch, kind of ventured, ventured upstairs to go to bed very late in the evening when my wife and children were already asleep and, and, and had to stop halfway up a staircase, you know, buckled over and out of breath, sweat on my brow, tightness in my chest. And, you know, you know, I didn't have a heart attack, but I felt like I was on the precipice of some serious health problems. And it was another kind of bottom, if you will, uh, right. another, another moment in time where I realized like I needed to make some drastic changes <clears throat> in the way that I was living. And, and that kind of began the journey to where I am now. Mm. I find this just so fascinating and something you're saying really brings something to mind for me. Living other people's dreams for us do not bring us fulfillment. So you did, you went for the dream you know, the, the American dream, and you found yourself still feeling a little empty inside of yourself. And it sounds like you really sure. hit your kind of perceived rock bottom on the way up your stairs that evening. Well, I think that, you know, I think you hit it on the head when you said, you know, someone else's dream. I mean, that may be someone else's dream. And, and I, certainly I know, you know, uh, lawyers that are very happy and have worked very hard to, you know, to be where they are and they enjoy it and love it. And, and it is the fulfillment of their personal American dream. But for me, um, I never, re- it wasn't my dream, but I didn't even know what my dream was. I was so busy mm-hmm. trying to doing the right thing or doing, doing the kind of thing you're supposed to do. And I think that ever um, taken the time to reflect uh, internally on what makes me happy and what I wanted right. out of life. I was just like, this is what I have to do. And this is what success is. And I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, in some respects, sometimes I flog myself and say, well, you know, I see young children who find a passion for something young in life, like whether it's playing the guitar or whatever it is. And, and they just, you know, they love it from the beginning and they know that that's their direction. And I'm jealous. I'm like, I wish I had that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I never really, you know, I never really thought about it. And it, but I, you know, in retrospect, I don't really think it was my fault. I think it was just, you know, it was the way that I was raised. My parents wanted, you know, me to have choices and they wanted what was best for me. And, and I was a willing participant in this sort of game. Um, and, uh, you know, I was lucky to be able to have a moment where I realized, like, it wasn't for me. And I know a lot of people, you know, Henry Thoreau said it best. He said, the massive men lead lives of quiet desperation. And what mm-hmm. is considered resignation is confirmed desperation. And I think mm-hmm. about that a lot. And I think that that is, you know, as true, if not more true now than it ever has been. Um, and, you know, uh it's a, it's a difficult, you know, we're in a difficult economic client, uh, climate and people are just trying to get by and pay the bills and, and kind of, you know, who has time for pursuing your dreams? Like I got to put food on the table and I get that. Um, and I've had my struggles financially as well, but, you know, uh, life is short. And I think that it's important, um, for everybody to kind of find a means to connect, with the more authentic version of themselves within and, and find a means and a way and, and the time and the, the, you know, fortitude to manifest more of that in your life. And if anything that, you know, my book is sort of a call to action to, yes. to do that. I love that. And it's so true. And I think what you're saying in regards to that quote is, is true as well. I, I get the impression that we're all kind of like playing sp- pin the tail on the donkey and we're kind of spun around and pushed off the direction our parents or primary take primary caretakers or society would have us go until we kind of hit a wall another word would be rock bottom and and kind of it, it can be a wake-up call and like what you had said about walking up the stairs you didn't have a literal heart attack but in that moment it felt like your heart broke open and maybe opened your mind to a possibility of of something else that could bring you greater fulfillment and more joy. And it really seems for you, and this isn't going to be true for everyone, but clearly for you, um, fitness and physicality is something that really brings you uh, a sense of aliveness and joy. Is that accurate? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that, that uh, you know, it's not like being struck and I had a crystal clear picture of what I wanted my life to be and started to, you know, make that happen. It was just sort of, I knew I needed to change and it started with being more healthy and, Mm -hmm. you know, changing my diet and kind of really, you know, snapping out of the denial of how I was, you know, eating and treating myself. And, 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 you know, it was a very organic protracted long process to kind of, you know, through, through that, through those beginning, you know, weeks and months into, tapping into things that make me happier because again, I didn't know what those things were. And so it's been right. an, a, sort of a journey of un, un, unfoldment, I guess. Yes. But uh, so, you know, I didn't have, it's not like I had all, all of the answers. Um, but if I was to sit down and do an inventory of the things that make me happy, they were very, very simple, basic, mm-hmm. primal mm-hmm. things. Like I like to swim in the ocean. You know, I like to be underwater. I like my kids. You know, I like, you know, the freedom of, you know, quiet time on a trail. Like they were all very primal based. They weren't like, oh, I need this new car or, you know, I can't wait to get the new iPhone. They were like really basic, Mm. you know, free kind of just instinctual, um, you know, emotions and inclinations. I love that message. That right there is so profound. I got goosebumps. 
And I've found that to be true. It's not the big things that bring us fulfillment. It's the small things. You know, I think Mother Teresa says that there's no great things. There's only small things done with great love. So that that is just a profound nugget of wisdom, Rich. I love that. I think that's going to be true for most people. Well, I mean, and I only, it's not like I'm, uh, you know, a master of wisdom. I tried it every other way. You know, I tried to <laughs> sort of solve the, you know, pain of this, you know, more, you know, an emptier, uh, you know, occupation that I was pursuing by buying fancy stuff and, you know, going the hard way, you know, going into debt and realizing that didn't, not only did that make me happy, it made me more unhappy. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. I hear you. <laughs> no, I tried it the other way. I wish that the other way had worked. It would have been easier. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm tracking 100%. So I like something you say that you're, you're plant-powered. Is that, is that right? Yeah. So that's, um, you know, for me, the, the journey began and, and the sort of key that, that kind of uh, unlocked my heart and began this whole thing was switching my diet to a plant-based diet. And it seems like a very simple thing. Um, but really it, it was, I can't overstate like how revolutionary it was in terms of repair, not just repairing my health, um, but, you know, gaining more clarity in my thinking and in my personal direction and feeling more connected to the earth and the planet. And, and yeah, I like to call it plant powered. I mean, essentially it's a vegan diet. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the word vegan is, is tricky. You know, it's a tricky word. It's a, it's a word that um, is very uh, heavily associated with, you know, lots of different things. If you say vegan to somebody, they immediately conjure up an image of their mind of, of who that person is personified, whether it's a, you know, a, a wimpy guy or, you know, somebody standing on a picket line, or, you know, throwing throwing, throwing blood on somebody who's wearing fur or, you know, a hippie <laughs> kicking a hacky sack or, or whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of powerful imagery that, and, and association that goes along with that word. And I think that, um, it has its place, but it also, uh, you know, for lots of people, it's, it can be off-putting or sort of, um, disagreeable. Uh, and a lot of people, I think that could benefit purely from a health perspective, from adopting a plant-based diet are, you know, would never consider it because they don't identify personally or politically or, or what have you with, with, you know, their mental picture of what a vegan is. So I like to be a little more neutral and inviting about the whole thing, you know, and, and not make it a scary, threatening thing. It's like, it's just, you know, it's eating vegetables. It's not a big deal. And, and if people did more of that, I think you know, people would be healthier and happier. I absolutely agree with you. I really believe our bodies are kind of a sacred vehicle for our soul and to remember that food is fuel for that sacred vehicle. And it took me getting very sick to open my mind to that because I thought, well, I like pepperoni pizza, so that's what I'm going to eat. And and you bring mm-hmm. up a really good point in regards to, you know, maybe the vision that comes forward when you think of somebody vegan. But if people were to look you up, look at the front of your book or look you up on Google, some images. I mean, you're one of the, according to men's fitness, one of the fittest man, men in the world. And you did this later in life and eating plants. I mean, that's pretty remarkable, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, it's been crazy. And, you know, I'm the last person in the world who would ever, you know, consider adopting a vegan diet. You know, it's, I joke with my wife, it would, you know, it's about as it's about as likely as me putting on her dress and high heels and going to the party. Like I'm just not a candidate for being, a, for, for being vegan, but it, it, it really did 
you know, when I, when I switched my diet to eating plant-based, I just felt so amazing. You know, not only did I lose the 50 pounds, um, I had an incredible amount of vigor and, and vitality that I hadn't experienced, you know, at least since my early twenties, if not ever. And, and my return to being an athlete was really just a means of burning off all this extra energy at first, cause I couldn't sit still. And one mm-hmm. thing led to another. And, and, and the more that I've kind of walked this path and I've realized I don't need animal products to uh, build lean muscle mass to get stronger. And I've done things athletically. I mean, I was a world ranked swimmer when I was in college, <clears throat> um, but I've done things athletically in my mid forties that I never would have thought possible ever. And I've done it without any animal products in my diet. And I'm as surprised as anyone to say that, <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been able to be incredibly fit and people say, well, you do, you've done these crazy long distance endurance races and done well, just, you know, despite being a vegan. And I say, no, it's not despite being a vegan. It's, it's, it's really because of switching my diet to a vegan diet. And it's not that, being a vegan sort of automatically makes you a better athlete. I think that's somewhat of a mischaracterization, but I think that what it does is it, uh, it allows my, my body to function more optimally. I, mm-hmm. I recover more quickly in between workouts. I rarely, if ever, get sick. Um, I haven't really suffered very many injuries. And, you know, when you can repair your body more quickly in between workouts, you can train more effectively. You can train harder and protract it over the course of a season or a couple of years. You're going to be a better athlete and and realize um, enhanced performance gains. So in that sense, I do think it makes me a better athlete. But more importantly, you know, you said food is fuel, and, and certainly that's true. But I would take it a step further and say that, you know, food is vibration, you know, food mm-hmm. is energy in a, in a kind of, you know, cosmic, <laughs> not to put too much of a new age spin on it, but, you know, in, 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 a, in a really cosmic sense, I mean, you are, you know, taking in a certain vibration into your body and the cleaner and the purer uh, that vibration is, uh, I think that, you know, your body will respond in kind. Oh, I love that cosmic vibration stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm your no. audience, but I, well, I, I do remember there. I remember working with um, a doctor for a while, a nutritionist, and he said, when you eat food, it either gives you life or takes your life. So, eating mm-hmm. you know vegetables close to their um, original f- source is is more likely to give you that vibrant optimal health that that energy in that life so yeah, no, i mean what no you're saying makes perfect it. sense to me no question about it so i was concerned you know because you know being vegan I, i'm a vegetarian but i do eat fish and eggs because i want the protein and i was like well how do you get enough protein and then i found you have a product line called jaya lifestyle and you do have a protein powder and it has mm-hmm. a lot of protein. It's not like minimal. It's like 24 grams. I was really impressed with this. So I'm, I think I'm going to be placing an order for it. Is it available right now? Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, it's uh, Jai Lifestyle is my company, J-A-I. And um, it's a new company. We're starting to offer a, a variety of products and services. But um, my first nutritional product is called Jai Repair. And it's a combination of three plant-based proteins sprouted brown rice, hemp, and pea, and it's a complete amino acid profile. Um, 
all the protein you need. And it's sort of, you know, my go-to thing post-workout. And it also has vitamin B12, which every vegan needs, and L-glutamine, which helps you repair your muscles, and something called uh, cordyceps mushrooms extract, which is a sort of derives from ancient Chinese medicine, but it improves lung capacity and, and oxygen, um, the efficiency with which your body utilizes oxygen. So for an athlete, it's kind of a secret superfood that, that I've been using for years. So I use that in, in, in this product as well, which kind of distinguishes it from the other protein products out there. We also have a cookbook. It's called Jai Seed. It's a digital e-cookbook with like 77 pages of the recipes that my wife and I have evolved over time that have sated our children and, you know, kept me fueled up for my training and all that good stuff. But on the protein question, you know, and kind of looking at, you, you know, addressing your concerns with eating fish and eggs and, and the like, um, you know, quite honestly, like, you know, I love my protein product and, and I use it and I use it mostly because I'm training my body very, very hard and I need that extra boost. But for the most part, you really can meet all of your protein needs on a, on a plant-based diet. You know, there's no reason to eat eggs and fish and, you know, you'd be surprised to hear how much protein there is in, in many, many plant-based foods out there. So I think, you know, there's no need to overdo it on the protein powders and, and nobody's been hospitalized over, you know, a protein deficiency. And, uh, you know, I've gone through periods when I first began this journey where I, my cupboard was filled with all sorts of supplements because I was worried about my protein and blah, blah, blah. And I've realized over time that, you know, I've eliminated most of those and, and we don't really need those. I think the protein question and the protein concern is quite honestly a gigantic myth, big red herring that's been pushed on us by uh, powerful, you know, milk, uh, the, the dairy and the meat industry lobbies who want us to believe that we need all this protein to live. And, and the truth of the matter, and I talk a lot about this in the book, is that um, it's it's just it's based on lies, it's misrepresentations, and and uh, you know anything over 10% of your diet being comprised of protein is actually detrimental to your body. And, and extra in, intake of protein has never been established to uh, you know to uh, boost muscle repair any more than just taking in your 10%. Any extra protein is just metabolized as fat, puts extra strain on your kidneys. It's been linked to the development of congenital diseases. And, you know, so long story short, it's, it's unhealthy to eat too much protein. And, you know, if you're eating lots of dark leafy greens and, you know, some healthy grains like quinoa and, and lentils and lots of beans, black beans and stuff like that, you're, you're very easily meeting all of your protein needs. Well, one can't argue with you if the proof is in the pudding. I mean, clearly, again, you are extremely fit and you're doing something right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to you. All right. <laughs> if you're the living example of what you're teaching, I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to check back into you and keep you honest with that. <laughs> I might still eat an occasional piece of salmon, but you, you've alleviated some of my questions and concerns because I'm like, well, if I eat, if I don't get enough protein, I'm going to lose muscle mass and, you know, work out too hard to to want to sacrifice that easily. So you're opening my mind to some different ways of, of thinking, and, and I appreciate that. I'm always looking to learn. So this is quite fascinating. Yeah, if you and, want to learn more about the protein question, um, I, again, I talk about it in my book. And I also on my, my, my website, richroll.com, R-I-C-H-R-O-L-L.com, on my blog, 
I wrote a long article about it. It's called um, Slaying the Protein Myth or Slaying the Protein Dragon. I can't remember what I called it, but if you search my blog, you'll, you'll find that article, and I talk about it at length. Fascinating. I like it. I'm always open to learning, like I said. So um, I loved something you wrote in your book, and, and I actually made it my Facebook um, update status <laughs> earlier today, uh, and I gave credit for it. There's only one cure for fear, faith. So I absolutely love that. It seems to me you certainly have made that journey from more of a fear-based reality to a more faith-based and fulfilled reality. Do you feel happier now? Do you feel more fulfilled? Does life make more sense now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you had told me a couple of years ago that I'd be, you know, that I would have a book out and that I'd be talking to, you know, people like yourself and traveling around and, you know, uh, you know, meeting tons of people and spreading this healthy message, I would have said that you were insane. Um, <laughs> it w it's certainly not the result of, you know, writing down some like long-term plan and business plan. It, it, it's really just been the natural uh, manifestation of walking this faith-based path and like paying attention to, you know, what moves me and, and being uh, courageous enough to kind of share that and, and in a vulnerable sense um, that seems to have resonated with people and, and everything that's kind of happening now with the, you know, the book and it's all success and, and, the, and the like really is a result of, of walking the path of faith. And that doesn't mean that it's easy. It's actually quite scary at times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a lot easier to, you know, take a job where you know where your paycheck is coming every two weeks and you know what you're doing and you kind of plan long-term, even if it's not making you happy, um, you have this sense of security or whatever. But, you know, the mm -hmm. truth is we live in a very fear-based society. You know, you turn on the television and the news and it's just, you're just bombarded with messages about why you should be very afraid of everything. And, mm -hmm. and I think that that causes people to kind of contract and, and make decisions based on that. And, you know, my wife and I made a decision that we didn't want to live that way. And we've kind of taken this, you know, robust travel, if you will. And, and it's, it's really a warrior's path. I mean, we've had some very, very challenging, difficult moments. We've had periods of extreme financial insecurity where we didn't know, you know, when the next dollar, where the next dollar was coming from. And, 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 you know, it's easy to, to live faith-based when everything is going your way, but when it's not to kind of continue walking a path that you believe in, that you feel like has merit and, and is of service to other people. And you're doing it from, you know, a heart place and in an authentic way to really embrace this idea that, you know, universe will support you um, mm -hmm. if you are coming from that right place and doing it authentically and and uh, that's what we're trying to do and and it's been hard you know it has it's not an easy way to live but I would I wouldn't trade it for anything it's been an incredibly fulfilling journey so far that continues to unfold and and this year has sort of you know made it more public because of the book and just seeing people respond to that so favorably and, you know, the crazy, I get crazy emails every day from people all over the world. <laughs> I read your book, changed my life. I've lost 30 pounds. I've signed up for my first 10 K and, you know, I've never thought I would try a plant-based diet and I'm trying it. I'm off my, you know, blood pressure meds. And my doctor told me that would never happen. And I get emails like that every day. And so, you know, that's what it's about for me. It's not about getting paid. It's about, you know, trying to affect 
positive change for people and and mm. re- and 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 knowing and understanding that you know if you continue to do that that somehow some way you will be supported in this adventure maybe not in the way that you imagine or you know on the timeline that you want or whatever but uh but that you will be okay and that and in that i found you know a, a much deeper meaning um and value in my life than i thought mm. was possible and that's very gratifying that's so beautifully put, Rich. I would never have imagined having this conversation <laughs> with you today. And you are speaking my language. Yes, it does take courage and faith to live that, that I would call it um, co-creative partnered life with the universe. But it is, and it will take you in a way that you might not predict, but it will bring you to a place of joy. And you are, again, a living example of really saying yes to to that experience and and i'm finding you so inspirational just such a pleasure to connect with you so rich if somebody wants to get a copy of your book or find you can you give that information again yeah sure the book is called finding ultra and you can find it anywhere it's on amazon um barnes and noble it's on itunes you can get it for the kindle the you know ibook ebook um, there's an audio book too, and I do the narration on that. So if you like to listen to your books, you can get that on iTunes or on audible.com or in, you know, any of the online retailers and it's in the bookstores too and hardcover. So it shouldn't be too hard to find no matter where you are. Um, if you want to follow me or, you know, kind of learn more about, um, my story and what I'm up to, the best place for that is my website, richroll.com. Again, it's R-I-C-H-R-O-L-L.com. And I'm, I'm really active on social networks. Um, the best place to kind of find what I'm doing contemporaneously is on Twitter, and I'm just at Rich Roll on Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in some of the products, and we're, we're developing some workshops and retreats coming up, to find out about that, you can go to my other website, which is Jai Lifestyle, J-A-I Lifestyle.com. And want to learn more about what we're eating and how we're eating, check out our Jai C cookbook, which is on Jai Lifestyle. Beautiful. Well, this has been just a lot of fun. I'm just feeling very expansive and, and just grateful. You are just a, a source of inspiration. So just congratulations to you on the success of your book and your accomplishments. And, you know, I'm just uh, sending you lots of uh, prayers and blessings of continued expansion uh-huh. and teaching this really important and powerful message. It's amazing. Really, really great so work, Rich. Well, you are just a remarkable soul. And just thank you to my friends for hanging out with us here today on Journey to Center and Brent Carey for creating this forum called Empower. We are a love base faith-based media, not the fear-based one that you might find if you turn on the television most of the time. So thank you, Brent, for your vision and your courage. And Nathan, my wonderful producer today, thank you. So take care of yourself. God bless all of you. If you want to write to me, TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Blessings from my heart to yours onward and upward. Bye for now.